welcome to episode 20 of Winging It. Wasted Potential. I'm back. I had one episode off, although it was three weeks in total away. I've got severe holiday blues, so hopefully Sam Heskiff and Albert Curley are going to help me get over it. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> no one's ever said that about us, ever. Yeah. Did I miss anything while I was away? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I've so amateur. I've opened my beer already. Um, so no no click and fizz this week. I've, I'm on a Hepcat. It's my first beer since coming back from South Africa. And they, I know they don't. They don't do beer well out there. They do wine very well, but they're a bit behind on the craft beers. Carling Black Label is like appears to be their best-selling beer. So you've had to go just for a bloody Hepcat. Yeah. Hep-C. Wait, a Hep-C, Hep exactly. <laughs> mm. Mm. Lovely. So, um, yeah. How was your holiday? Say, Sorry. It, it was, yeah, yeah, it was. holiday. Long holiday, wasn't it? It's a long yeah. holiday. It was the holiday of a lifetime. It was my best holiday I've ever been on. Unbelievable. Okay. Even getting spanked 5-0 by Arsenal couldn't ruin it. <laughs> Although I did uh, contemplate, you know, I was on safari at that point and there were some lions not that far away. I could have just <laughs> gone and called it a day, but decided against it. Took one step out into the 35 degree weather by the dam with the hippos just walking on the other side. And I was like, no, I think I'm all right yeah great holiday great country if you've never been for a Apart holiday from beer. except from the beer but the wine makes up for it so it's fine yeah but it's good to be back sort of <laughs> <laughs> or, or it was until you yeah. opened this up yeah recording on a sunday night going back to work tomorrow for the first time in three weeks is not the best but i'm going back to work tomorrow for the first time in a few weeks so i feel your pain Slackers. i haven't been I haven't just been on a three-week jaunt, so mm. contrary no. to my reputation, <laughs> which is surely getting less and less justified. It is, I think. Slowly, slowly but surely. Mm. Maybe within the next five years, we won't say wow. it, mention it. Oh. I think you, you probably would have re-upped your holiday allocation by then, though. Maybe. Might have re-upped my enthusiasm for talking about Crystal Palace as well. It's <laughs> going to take a while. Mm. It's a slow burn. <laughs> so believe it or not, we are in the transfer window. And we've had some links to players. We've put some bids in, apparently. 18.5 million for a 19-year-old from Blackburn, who I might have heard of him five years ago when I'd had more time but i just don't know anyone is these days barely in the premier league know anything about him haskiff mm, well we got linked to him a little last season maybe a little while ago and blackburn were on telly like the week after because that was the first time i'd heard of him and he was quite good i mean that's my scouting report <laughs> it's quite good is he a midfielder yeah 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 he's i mean people seem quite excited about it and Ooh. I know that Dougie's sort of been after him. That is true. <laughs> Any signing is good. Uh, D- well, well, see, you say that, and then they've passed us off in the past with players like Rakip. True. And oh. Yaroslav Yak. Exactly. True. Don't go back. <laughs> so not anyone. Not anyone will do Not anyone. 
but he he's he's meant to be he's meant to be really good, and I've already decided a that I want us to get him, b that we're definitely not going to get him, mm. and c that I will say that he's shit when he signs for another Premier League team and plays well against us. Mm. Well, Chelsea apparently, I think mm. they're going to be like the new West Ham, just follow our scouting department around and just bid a couple million more. Mm. Uh, but we say we, our backup if we can't get him appears to be Jordan James from Birmingham again never heard of him like, I like the alliteration though yeah two first names great <laughs> and we need um, another I, Jordan oh god oh well Jordan are you do you know what I was thinking about Jordan much because he played for Birmingham Simon for a bit, didn't he did he yeah he did Badly for everyone, really. I can't really imagine Jordan much playing, bad, not badly for anyone. Useless. Mm. Uh, then we've got a right back. Apparently, well, according to that, what's his name for Brit, for Brits Sarah Martin? Yeah. 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 He said, here we go, two here days ago. This is Palace we're talking about, though. So, <laughs> here we go, dot, 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 in a few days. Albert, did you you enjoy Roy Hodgson's comments on, I've seen a video of him. On the video, he looked good. (laughs) I mean, he's literally said the same as me about the Blackburn player there. I saw him (laughs) once. He looked all right. It wasn't even a video. It was probably a DVD or a YouTube YouTube clip. I've seen seen him on the Betamax and uh, he looked good. On the laser disc. (laughs) Wow. He had to he only he could only watch it once or twice. He had to pop it back in the post to get it back to Love Film before he got fined. Yeah. <laughs> be quite be kind rewind. <laughs> uh, now, you know, these are wild rumours because they're rumours of players into the club, so pretty pretty out there. Mm. But there is an even wilder rumour of a transfer out by Alan Nixon suggesting that Jean Philippe Mateta is a target of Tasty top of the league, <laughs> top of the league, Leverkusen in the Bundesliga, who are still unbeaten this season. They want to spend mm. 20 million euros on Sean Fleet Mateta to get the title over the line. Albert, be nice. Huh? <laughs> uh, I didn't, I've missed that one. Would you fly him to Munich? I mean, Le- not Munich, Leverkusen. Sorry, I've got, probably... a bit of a twin- I've got a bit of a twingy back at the moment, but I would, I would pick happily- back him. Yeah, come on, <laughs> on you get. We're off. Mm. Um, twenty minutes. Wow. Oh, well, listen. You know, saw a lot. This seemed to somehow end up, you know, going to Germany and doing well. So he scored against Barcelona he's, he's the, the other path. day. He's 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 walked the path. So others could follow in his trail. Hey, Solov didn't only just score against Barcelona. He scored a 90-plus whatever-minute winner against Barcelona at Barcelona, along with two assists in a 5-3 win. Forcing Xavi to immediately say he was leaving in the summer. That's it. He's been so locked. I've seen it all now. (laughs) I'm going. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think he's got. I think he's sort of like eight goals this season. I think he's got um, last year in the last calendar year when he won the top scoring strikers 
anywhere in the top five divisions. Yeah. But... Right, right player, wrong time, I think, maybe. Who knows? That's so do we think... And his fish and chips. Do there. we think Mateta's going to go to the Bundesliga and turn into, like, Lewandowski? Yeah, Xavi Alonso just turns him... Into a world beater. Great. Talking to Xavi Alonso, likely to replace the recently deceased Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> recently deceased? Wow. Um, <laughs> well, that's what it fucking felt like. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. I thought it was Steven Gerrard. I thought it was Steven Gerrard. That was the, you know, that was all the rage about 18 months ago. That was, that's all gone quiet. It'd be great if it was Gerard because he'd be an absolute disaster. And that would be that would be a fun like six months when it was happening before they sack him. Well, you got you know who we all want to hope that they get in. Is it Steve Cooper? Boy, <laughs> no, right. no, I was. I'm more on the line, along the lines of Deservey. Thank you very much. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good shout. And then Graham Potter back to Brighton, and then Brighton will never be able to score goals again, so it'll be fine. You've got it all figured out. There we go. That bit, but that sort what? of that does leave Steve Cooper in the ether, and I, I, yeah. we've been over this. I don't want him. So let's get Steve Cooper a job first. I think the kids say these days, Albert. I've seen the script. <laughs> yeah, do they? Kids, well done. <laughs> Oh dear, I need to put social media down. Mm. And we've had a couple out. Adam Ola's gone to Burton, made his debut the other day. Gone gone to Burton or gone for a Burton? <laughs> you, have to, you do have to make a distinguish between the two. To Burton, Albion, Fine. on loan to play football. And Killian Phillips has had his loan cut short at Wickham and been sent off up to Aberdeen. Mm. Mm. what's he done to deserve that <laughs> I've never been to Aberdeen yeah been to Wickham yeah, I have mm-hmm. cool you never done a pre-season at Wickham never have I haven't lived We've had I've, a been few to, I've, been, I've been to Wickham to see Wickham not to see Palace no I've seen Wickham against Palace and it must, it must have been a pre-season Mm. Yeah, it must have been. Charlie Sheringham, I reckon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, playing for Wickham? No, playing for Palace. Every every pre-season friendly I've ever been to, I think Charlie Sheringham played. There he is. Charlie Sheringham, who currently, but Jesus Christ, he's had a lot of clubs, playing for Dartford. Six goals in 31 games. How old is he now? Great question. Off the top of my head, 35. Is <laughs> he? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Listeners, Joe Joe's just appeared in the background. She heard Charlie Sheringham and she was like Pavlovian response. Hear Charlie she- Sheringham's name, bring a cup of tea in for Albert. Teddy, maybe. Being a red Charlie. Not, Not Chazza. Not Chaz. <laughs> delivered a cup of tea in a Back to the Future mug. Is it, she's done it properly? Has she held it yeah. over the, the steam up? She left the tea bag in? Yeah. 
Now, now. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> yep. As far as transfers go, on Wednesday when we'd be recording pre-Brighton podcast, um, Carl's going to come on. So fire some questions towards us, our social medias. Uh, it'll be the release the day the transfer window closes. So it'll be get some predictions from him. Can have a listen before the window closes and see if anything's right. Um, but yeah, looking forward to having Carl on as always. <sighs> What have I done? While I, was, while I was away, trying to watch Palace was interesting, to say the least. I don't. I mean, I don't think anyone found an Everton stream, right? No. no. It's the same, same, same in South Africa. Everywhere said it was going to be streamed, and then it was Blackpool. Was it Blackpool? Yeah, Blackpool Forest. Blackpool Forest. Hmm. I so, think ninety-eight percent of people who looked for a stream and didn't find one were probably secretly relieved, though. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I looked yeah. for, I looked for all of like sixty seconds. No, there isn't one. Never mind. No. Moving on. Um mm. who wants to watch that. I listened to it. I think you guys talked about it on the pod last week, listened to it on the radio. The commentary was um how do I put this politely? Shit. Yeah. It was shit. <laughs> we were playing in yellow for starters. Like all that, that kind of crap. It was dreadful. Nonsense. Really, really bad. And that Mateta, they did not describe that Mateta miss at the end very well. <laughs> when I saw it back, I was like, that's not what I heard on the radio, but there you go. <laughs> Rumours were Leverkusen were going to pay $25 million before. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, they listened to the radio commentary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I was on, I was on Safari when when I say I was on Safari, it was like a kind of family-friendly Safari resort type thing. So I could watch the football, or so they told me. And for the first 72 minutes of the match, they were trying to get it to work for me on the TV in their conference room. Um, and then they eventually got it. <laughs> what I love is, is that you're still make, you're, you've still got them at it 72 minutes into the game. You haven't gone, after, after half hour, you haven't gone, Ah, uh, listen, listen. Don't worry about it. It's honestly, it's fine. I'll go look at these animals. Don't worry, it's fine. You're standing there tapping your watch. Paid a lot, of money, paid a lot of money for that resort, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's the least they could do. <laughs> and eventually, it comes on. Oh, well, eventually, I get it working myself. Was because the kind of they got the TV semi working and then I had to like get the remote and f- try and fish out the game from somewhere because no one had a Give fucking clue what was going on. Give it here. Give yeah, it exactly. Here. <laughs> you get you get back out, the hippos look like they might be running a mark. <laughs> let let me find this. Um yeah. Needless to say, I would have probably rather it not come back on. <laughs> yeah. But it did, what was interesting, it was like a Spanish channel that I was watching it on. And they actually were reading out the banner that was put up um, as there was that what is probably incredible shot from behind Roy Hodgson of him just looking towards it. And you can also capture a bunch of players on the pitch looking at it as well, which I think resulted in Joachim Anderson after the game saying on Instagram, we're trying our best. Was that after telling someone to fuck off? 
<laughs> Who did he tell Sorry, the fuck off? There was there was no little there was a little clip yeah, of him. Yeah, he had a, he had a bit of a I think whether he started. I'm assuming he didn't start it, but the only bit the, the the play, the, was him mouthing "fuck off" to someone. Yeah, the, the players come over to the corner to clap, and the fans were clapping. To be fair, there was a, some some booing at full time. We saw, but people were clapping. Then I guess someone was giving Anderson shit, and he sort of did his like hand gesture, not not like a wanker gesture, but like a, a piss off. And it looked like on the video that he said, fuck off, like, what do you want? Or we're, we're trying or something. So he got, he got some pelters after that. Did I and say then, fuck off? <clears throat> what I meant was, sorry, we're trying. Yeah, what I meant was, we're trying. We're here for you. So fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. It was, yeah, and I say I would have rather have not got it on in the end, especially when Martin. I was so confused. I was so pissed off, and hadn't. Even, I think I'd thrown thrown my phone into the sofa that I was sat on. wasn't even looking at the screen. And then when I looked back up, I wasn't sure if I was watching a replay of the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Hang on, is he scoring the same goal again?" <laughs> so for fuck's sake. Mm. What was it like Great. there, Heskiff? You were, yeah. you, were the, you were the man in man in the ground. <clears throat> I wish I wasn't the man in the ground. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad. I, it was weird. It started off. Um, I mean, a fair bit's been made of it since. But when we walked down about 10, 15 minutes before kickoff to get to our seat, all the police were in with the HF. And there were loads of them. And no one sort of really knew what was going on. And they, as it transpired, they were coming out with the drum. Because apparently... Drums aren't allowed in the stadium, even though Arsenal had one. Um, Can't have so too in the much be- atmosphere at the Emirates. Yeah. I mean, what, what was quite funny was after all that sort of wading in and getting it, they all sort of pissed off up the back. And then the HF just lit a bunch of flares, so the smoke was all like covering the entire stand. And I looked back to have a look at the policemen, and they were just fucking rolling their eyes, shaking their heads. Well, it's it kind of interesting, like an interesting bunch of, well, I'll let you decide. MPS Football Unit tweeted, we've seen posts about a drum seized by police at Arsenal versus Crystal Palace today. This was done since fans had avoided having the drum searched and did not subsequently engage with stewards. Safety is our top priority. Please see our statement. And the police have said, Blah, blah, blah. Officers were tasked with seizing the drum quickly since we suspected it may ca- might contain prohibited items. Fans had Which avoided... <laughs> Fans had avoided having the drum searched and did not subsequently engage with stewards. In the event, nothing was found within the drum. Since the drown was against ground regulations, we confiscated it and handed it to stewards. The club has procedures to return the drum to its owner. Blah blah blah. Well, like yeah, we've um, already said, Arsenal had a drum. They did. We've had drums in the Emirates before, mm-hmm. and I know someone very senior in the Arsenal stewarding team who I went to school with, and he was like, "I'm sorry, that statement from the police is bollocks." He's like, we had searched a drum. He's like, I know we searched a drum. I was there when it was searched. <laughs> so them saying it hasn't is just a straight up lie. Mm. Well, this, this this statement doesn't make any sense anyway because if it's if it if they're saying they're they're against the stadium rules, which has obviously mm. been proven incorrect by the fact they asked one, 
why do they need to search it? Yeah. If it's it's not like you search it and then to confiscate it. If, if you're saying it's not allowed, then you just be like, sorry, mate, that's not allowed. Don't give a fuck yeah. what's in it. It's not allowed. So you the whole come thing doesn't fucking it. add up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So so it was like, that was the start. So it was a bit weird. It was just a bit of a weird atmosphere to start with. And then obviously they scored, what, 10 minutes in? Pretty early, wasn't it? Mm. And it was, that sort of flattened it a bit. And then they scored a pretty similar goal not that long afterwards. And so it was just sort of a bit dead, really. Um, I don't, I mean, we didn't play well. Arsenal didn't really do much, but were obviously comfortably better than us. So it was just, yeah, it was just a bit shit until it got a, a bit sort of, bit aggro when we were really shit and went 3-0 down and then the banner came up and then you know the, the, the sort of the atmosphere got better but not necessarily in a support of the team kind of thing it was more in support of the banners for a lot of us so did the banner come up during the game yeah, yeah. obviously I, I, only <laughs> saw it at, I only saw it at half time at half time I only saw it, it on the coverage at full time came, came up when the score was 3-0 mm. <laughs> yeah, but it was, yeah. I was, you know, it's was, it was one of those as well where because we, we were stood to the left of the HF but behind them, so I could sort of make out the first bit, the wasted potential bit, but then everything else was just like a black, I could just see the back of it. Obviously, there's no signals, and no one knew what it, no one around us knew what it said, um, until we got out, got outside and were in the pub, and then we were like, oh, oh yeah. Sure, I agree. Are you making a request that the banner should be double sided for those yeah. for those that have made the effort to go to the game and aren't relying on TV coverage? Yeah, bit of sticky back plastic, blue Peter style. Whack it just on both sides. Or, not even, not even or, the full thing, just a summary. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, like the linesmen who make the subs, the fourth officials who move the board around with the number on so everyone can see. Just do that. It will take a bit of effort because you're going to have to climb down about ten rows. But you know, we're all we're all fans, so I think look out for everyone, and the message gets across. It's this fucking glee. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we think of the banner? So, what this is said: wasted potential on and off the pitch, weak decisions taking us backwards. Fair, fair assessment, Albert. Are you t- are you asking me to assess the sentiment or the quality of the design? <laughs> um, the grammar, no. Um, <laughs> the sentiments, please. The grammar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think I think sentiment is bang on. How's that for grammar? Uh, yeah, look, I, I I couldn't complain at, at anything that was written on that banner because it's. It's true. Um, I don't know. I've sort of you know, I don't want to be a broken record and sit here and say I think Roy's run his course and and it's not necessarily you know Roy isn't the only uh, issue at the club. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm probably not a full on doom and gloom merchant because you know we can all do the well you know ten years in the Premier League, eleven years in the Premier League, but yeah you know we're very very quickly, very 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 quickly stagnating holistically whether that's with fucking Roy in charge or otherwise and I don't know if there's just a general sense of a bit like the end of Roy's last tenure if there's a sense of look let's keep our powder dry because we know that we're going to go through I won't say wholesale changes but we're looking to you know do a Vieira 
2.0, new manager, new philosophy, let them have the money, uh, shake the squad up, knowing that we're probably going to lose one or two big names um, and do it that way. But the problem is we might be doing that in the championship because all right, a couple of other clubs have, have sort of or are also stagnating and there's fucking points deductions being thrown around willy-nilly, but you know, other clubs are picking up points and it only really, you know, we're about to talk about a huge game against Sheffield United on Tuesday. So yeah, in the short term, we're, we're, we're very, very, very stagnant. Um, you can argue the toss about the sort of medium to longer term condition of the club, but I think everyone's in agreement about where we are right this moment. Mm. And um, what sort of potential have we wasted, Heskiff? Because if you think if we're going to finish 14th, 15th, 16th, mm. we've certainly had way worse squads than the one we have now finish higher up the league. Yeah, I think that's the way I look at it. If you look at some of the players in this team, Mark Gay, Joa, Elise, Ebbs, Corre, like they are all extremely good players, you know. All most all of them would walk into you know, if we put your best eleven since we've been up, most or all of them would be in it. And for us to, like you say, be playing pretty I would say regressive style of football to not really make the most of what we've got there. Obviously there's mitigation, injuries and all the rest of it. But having those sort of players and then being fifteenth, sixteenth, where you know, I think I, I don't think that it's fair to say no one else could get better out of that team. You know, I don't want to bash Roy. I don't think he should have been made manager in the summer. But he's got a squad that's better than where we're at. I don't think we've got a squad because there's obviously deficiencies like right back and out wide and that. But I think the waste of potential is like we're on we're close to to pushing on and with two or three signings in the right positions at the right times we could have been you know, way further up the table, especially with a sort of more progressive manager. So I think, yeah, I think the waste of potential is like, look what we've got and how close we could be to being a lot better. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that we're buying, paying money for a right back for the first time in fucking like 10 years, you know, is is underlining that fact. Um, we paid for Nathan Ferguson. <laughs> well, he's hospital Thank bills. You. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Poor, poor old Nathan Ferguson. Any sign of him being back for some for Tuesday night against Sheffield United? <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> He's been tasked with driving Mateta to Leverkusen. <laughs> <laughs> Automatic car. Well, I mean, you can't get, do the clutch. We can't. The, the problem with Mateta, though, even if we're like twenty millions, an amazing deal blah 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 if we can't get another striker in we can't sell him because we've got no, we've lit, we'll literally have no one else other than Edouard we'll play bloody Jeff, we'll Jeff play Jeffrey Schlapp up front I mean so. it would be Jeffrey Schlapp <laughs> it would I joke it would but be. it would well who else could it be unless we put Yoa up there <laughs> yeah mm, I don't know but so it would have to be we'd have to get a striker in which I suppose we could take advantage of a loan somewhere, but God knows who's knocking around on one of those. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens over the next few days to see 
what what of these transfers do materialise if a uh, if sort of one comes out of left field right at the end. Um yeah, again look forward to hearing what Carl's got to say about it on Wednesday night's podcast. Uh we've got Sheffield United on Tuesday night. <laughs> Does this feel like judgment day for Roy? I mean I've I feel like a draw is probably fine. A wins, obviously, is fine. But is there any world, do you think, Albert, where he survives a loss to Sheffield United on Tuesday night? When you say a draw's fine, could you elaborate on that for me, please? Well, for him, for Roy Hodgson, in terms of his job, I think he'll he'll keep his job if we draw. Oh, I see. I see. If we avoid defeat, I think he'll keep his job. But say Sheffield United come and do what Bournemouth did, roll us over 2-0. What's his prospects look like then for you? Uh, yeah, look, it's for want of not sounding nasty. You know, I don't think Roy. I think Roy should have probably been asked to step aside a couple of weeks ago. Um, so a loss, a loss against Sheffield United isn't going to do anything to change my mind on that. Uh, like even a even a fucking draw, to be honest. I don't think is like you say, yeah, it's good enough for Roy get a point, whatever, but it's just another, another team at home on top of Bournemouth, Fulham, Forest, Everton, that fuck me, we should have been picking up. I'm not saying we should have beaten all of them, but a draw against Sheffield United is all right. If you've beaten two, three of those previous type games shall we say um we have to win on tuesday uh it is a must win game hmm. yeah I, I tend to agree there is some faith he's got to favor we talked about a couple of weeks a few weeks back we maybe we put the kiss of death on it when we talked about how he was really good at beating teams in the bottom half of the table and he's basically done all but that in recent weeks um, and then we just talked also about um, teams. The teams we've been beaten have been so bang out of form when yeah. we've beaten them. And I think it was um, might have been Talk CPFC on Twitter pulled up this whole thing of saying, "Here's our six victories from this season," and none of them were above fifteenth in the form table for the last six matches, which you know corroborated what you know we we thought was happening. Good news is Sheffield United are 16th in the form table. <laughs> well, where are we? That's my question. I think we're 18th. Fuck. Or something like that. Yeah. I just, I actually just had a quick look at their fixtures, uh, their results rather, when Albert was talking to see, like, are they on a good run of form? Are they not on a good run of form? They Not that long ago, they lost 5 0 to fucking Burnley. Mm. So, like, I agree with Albert in that a draw probably keeps Roy safe, but f- fuck, we we, we got to be beating them. So currently, here the form table in the last six games, the Brentford are bottom on three. Yeah. Newcastle, three. Manchester United, Crystal Palace, Sheffield United, Burnley are on five from the last six games. Shite. <laughs> I mean, Sheffield United managed to score two against, you know, right, they fucking got dicked, but they were, you know, they scored goals against Brighton. Okay, it's a cup game, but... 
if you look at that bottom so there's six clubs there take us out four of our wins come out of that Burnley Sheffield United May United Brentford yeah fuck <laughs> Do you know? Do you know what I also think will be quite interesting? You mentioned that that Bournemouth game. I think there was a train strike that day. Something was going on where there wasn't that many. The crowd wasn't that big because I think a lot of people had just been off. Oh, fuck it, I'm not going to bother. And the atmosphere that day was really bad. Like the atmosphere was bad anyway, but obviously, but when it, you know, they went one 0 up and we just were, were terrible. The atmosphere was getting really toxic and. There's a train strike on Tuesday, so I do wonder if, like, how full is the ground going to be if they score first? You know, I mentioned this, I think, on the last podcast about the, the Brentford game, where it really helped us that we equalised really soon after they scored, because I think if we hadn't, you know, the atmosphere would have been terrible and that would have got on top of the players. So it's going to be interesting to see what the atmosphere is like on, on Tuesday and how much we can get behind the team on how badly it turns if we go one nil down because we don't really have as much bottle. Well, I don't think we've got much bottle at all, but certainly not when you consider like previous years. At least we had a bit of a sort of get into people attitude. Now you just don't feel like it. <laughs> apart I mean, from, sorry, Terrence, apart from when Elise has gets a bit fucking fed up and he's like, right, bollocks, give me the ball. I'm going to dribble past six people and bang one in. Yeah, like, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. You know, you're right, Heskiff. Like, I just don't know. I don't look at I don't look at our team and think, right, someone's going to fucking get hold of this game and, what, you know, all the other cliches. Grab it, by, grab it by the horns, scruff the neck. Like, you know, Mark Gay, he just looks, continually looks like he's fucking had enough. That mm-hmm. might be me misreading it. Yo was telling fans to fuck off. Like, it just feels there's no, you know, as Eze, Eze tries, but he's been up and down in form. Just feels like we're, we're missing a real, a real leader to, to really fucking push us on in the pitch. You know, I hate to sound like a fucking old fart, but like a, you know, a Yedinak or, mm-hmm. or even, even a fucking Luca who's, who was a bit of a wet blanket from time to time. Just someone, just someone to fucking hold people accountable on the pitch, because um, all all you hear is fucking Ray screaming, and doesn't seem to be working too well. Uh, Wilfred Zaha is. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking that, and oh, that's I miss him. That's it. You know, throughout Roy's first tenure, how many times did Wilf bail him out over and over and over again? Mm-hmm. by doing exactly what you just said, taking the game by the scruff of the neck and just miss it massively. We do. we do. And it's not just, you know, it's that he cared. You know, he says it's his club and whatever. Like, you know, if we got anyone in there that's like that now, I think I said it a couple of weeks back, you know. I love Michael Ali saying that, but he's, he's just passing through Palace. There's no, like, you know. No over, overly caring there. Uh, I feel like Ebbs cares a little bit more, but again, he's just passing through as well. Gay is passing through. I mean, yeah. and maybe we just need to get used to that because that's the, that's what the model is going to be or whatever. But 
yeah finds well, it I think hard. that I think that ties that loops it back to the wasted potential like we all know we all know that these players you know the four that you've just mentioned you know Dean Henderson to an extent we've got five you know let's call it five six players in our squad that we all know could quite easily go to a top you know top six clubs gay he Anderson as a Elise you can make and you can make a case Decore as well Decore, yeah, and and maybe and maybe Henderson on his day, if he you know if he has fucking a storming couple of seasons, you know he could find himself back in amongst sort of top six clubs, um, and like we know that you know Wilf was different because there was a, like an, an emotional childhood tie there, as you've just alluded to, T. But like we know these players aren't going to be here forever, and we're hoping that when they do go, i.e., this you know Lise in the summer, we're going to get handsomely rewarded for it and listen I'm happy with any of those players leaving in the summer if we're getting 60 65 70 million quid for any of them I'll be sad to see them leave but for that money they absolutely go with my blessing because that's just the club that we are but when they are here we need to justify them being here we we need to absolutely exploit that these players are probably a bit too good for us and let's try and you know, and I fucking hate to say it, we need to do a bit of a do a bit of a Brighton. So when they sell Emma Callister to Liverpool for fucking whatever however much it is, there's some other someone in the wings waiting to come in, and again just just fill that role, like because that is the club that we are, and anything less than that is just sort of surviving and dare I say it stagnating, and those players aren't going to come to us anymore. We're not going to attract the next Eze or Elise from the championship because, you know, they're going to see that, well, the vision's not quite there. I might as well hold out for a little bit because, you know, a West Ham or, or a Brighton or someone else might come in for us and I can miss out a little bit of that sort of, dare I say it, treading water and, and get a closer sniff to what might be European football. Yeah, it was um, in the corporate world, they call it sweat the asset, oh, but. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You know, we've got a, you know, it should be, if we're looking to have these on a three season turnaround kind of thing, you embed them in the first season, then the second season and first season where you, you know, you really want to drive up that value and you're adding more value if you're playing more attacking football with these sort of players and, you know, we're probably by playing the style of football that we're playing at the moment means that we're getting fifteen million less for Elise and Ebbs that we should than we should actually be getting because, you know, the goals and assists aren't there on any sort of regular basis. Well, maybe they are for they are for Elise, let's face it, since he come back well, from yeah. injury. And you know, and and let's say let's say um any of those players thinks, do you know what, I'm 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 happy. I'm happy here for, for a little bit longer. They're only gonna be happy here if if they see us challenging and if they see ambition and they see a project mm. you know like you know players players do stick around if if they're in a good like again we can bang on about Wilf and again it's you know he's, he's one in a million but he was happy to stick around you know because we could match the wages that he would be getting at one of those clubs um but you have to do it with these players who aren't emotionally attached to the club. You've got to find other ways of doing it. And that is making it an attractive proposition and bringing in exciting players and playing decent football. And, you know, I, I 
hand on heart, if we don't make it into Europe for five years, I won't be upset because I think it might hurt us in the long term. But you've got to be seen to try and get into that top 10. You've got to be seen to be trying to get to cup semifinals. You know, not everybody can get to the fucking cup semifinals. That's the whole point of the competition. But fuck me, let's have a go because we're not really having a go in the Premier League. We've got to do something for the fans, for the players on the pitch and for the general state of the club. And you know, you've summed it up there in terms of having a go, <laughs> which I think pissed me off the most about that Arsenal result was that we bought Ebbs off at Goodison Park and effectively sacrificed the FA Cup <laughs> to get beat 5-0 at Arsenal. That's right. We should have, we should have worked harder to, to protect the 3-0. It's like, mm. We weren't winning 3-0. We were. <laughs> what what thought, are we protecting there? <laughs> I thought that was a joke when my mate texted me that. He was like, oh, God, Roy, Roy's at it again or something. I was like, oh, what's he done? And he said, oh, protect the 3 0. I'm like, what? Protect the 3 0. We're nine points clear. Don't worry about it. <laughs> to be fair, I will say this. Um, around 90 minutes, whenever it was, Vanessa was like, fuck this. I'm going, I'm going to the loo and disappeared. She was like, I'm not going to come back. So I'll just meet you outside. And so to her, we only lost 3-0 because she didn't see the last two goals. So she was like, Roy was right, and we did protect the 3-0. I didn't see him. They didn't happen. Can I just make a confession? And until we started talking about the game and one of you mentioned the score, I was sitting here thinking it was 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still convinced that Martinelli's second was actually the yeah. first. So, yeah, 4-0. I was, I, I was there live, and I thought it was a replay. I thought I just was so bored that I started <laughs> hallucinating. Minute. They're doing a recreation, a live recreation of the last goal <laughs> for those that might have missed it. <laughs> wow. Mm. Indeed. I don't know. But we are where we are. Um, it looks like we'll just tread water until we start reboot 2.0. We just got to hope more teams overspend and get points docked and then we stay up sort of by default. Are we hoping that if we don't spend any money, we get given points? <laughs> Can we get them added? Loop, yeah. Loophole. You guys are so good at FFP. Here's some points. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, look, we might, you know, might have the accountants having to look at some bits and bobs if we sign some players in the coming days. We shall see. Heskiff, you've got my hopes up about Elise potentially appearing against Sheffield United, saying he's back in training. Obviously, by the time you listen to this, Roy might have already done his presser and said, no, he's not, or yes, he is, but we can hope. He yeah, looks I, I, I video. <laughs> he, look, he did look good in the video. He looks fit on the video. I, I didn't say that with any uh, real knowledge. He posted an Instagram where he was training. Mm. Or at least he was in his training gear and it was a photo. <laughs> Let's say he looked good, sure. He looked hang, good on, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Our training videos, everyone has looked good for about four years. They're all True. smashing the ball in the top corner and off the underside of the bar. Yeah, if you only watch the training videos, you understand why Jeffrey Schlupp's in every week because he's absolutely mm. fucking fire. Mate, I don't. Know, based on our training videos, I don't know how we haven't won the Champions League in the last four years. To be honest, talk about talk about wasted potential. Get on the training pitch. <laughs> we need to start playing teams in the league five aside, one touch. Do you know what though? 
we look we look good in training videos because the team that's defending us is also <laughs> us. <laughs> it all it all makes sense. It's a fair assessment. <laughs> oh, oh, talking about training field videos. Did you see Eze getting his 100 Premier League appearances medal? Yeah. Did you see at the end? There's a big group of them and like some other players have come and everyone's got a big smile on their face and yet again, Ebby away looks like he just wants to kill everyone. <laughs> what is wrong with that kid? Just hates, he hates football, it turns just, out. Just hates everything and everyone. No one's ever asked him, but it turns out he's a professional footballer. He fucking hates football. Oh God, who was it? Was it, it was Asuakoto, wasn't it? Who said yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. The former Spurs player. Just I'm a job, just isn't it? I'm just here to make money. <laughs> Fucking hell. So am I. I don't get paid what you get paid, mate. <laughs> well, you could hack the spreadsheet, couldn't you, and just make it look like you do. How long would how long would it take payroll to notice? No comment. Otherwise, <laughs> HR will be on me. HR listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's funny because that's a lovely new watch you're wearing there. <laughs> uh, is it? Is that the the timepiece, the centenary timepiece, or whatever it is? It was a it, it was a birthday present from Albert. <laughs> the centenary the centenary timepiece doesn't give you any there's no countdown on it that lets you know when we're next going to win a fucking game is there <laughs> next the next centenary <laughs> hang on hang on what what was that what was it called was it a centenary timepiece oh it was a, it was 100 years of sellers wasn't it yeah so it was a centenary I was going to say the one time that it doesn't show is 1905 doesn't acknowledge it, just skips over it. <laughs> it's just like the Millennium Bug. He just fucking fritzes out. <laughs> yeah, and he makes up the added minute by making it. He's <laughs> <Yeah>. 61. <laughs> not, not a 24 hour clock. Hang on a minute, 1861. That's, that's one minute past seven. Hang on. <laughs> 61 minutes past six (laughs) okay has anyone got the era anyone know what era it is (laughs) it's uh, after the last era oh it's the oh yes sorry it's It's the era after the era we're in we're soon to be in the main stand era but not yet not yet we'll let you know Mm. Do you know? I didn't realise. I was, I was just digging back to be like, when was the main stand first bought up? Like that we were doing it. I didn't realise it was 2017. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it about a week after they took over the club? <laughs> oh no! Sorry, that was the, that was <laughs> the new ground. That's sorry. the Crystal Palace Park ground. Yeah, you're right. We are spoiled. Sorry. <laughs> oh, don't. Yeah, I've still got a picture of that no, somewhere. No, between don't. They haven't. It was that glass bubble type looking stadium. Yeah. Right, it was a really ropey image as well, wasn't it? It was just like GAC on the roof. GAC <laughs> logistics. Yeah. How do you... I hope there's no breeze. <laughs> <clears throat> right, anyway. So we're recording on Wednesday this week. So the next podcast will be out on Thursday. Talking about the transfer window activity that we hope is coming <laughs> or um and brighton away i'm afraid that we really have to go there at the moment ah, <laughs> any gack any gack on the roof there <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's the only way you'll convince me <laughs> to fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. God. Sh- shades of Cape Town. I, I can't get into that. Um, nothing to do with me, incidentally. <laughs> Officer. Officer. It wasn't anything to do with me. I was there on a very, bloody, very family holiday. Them bloody hippos wallowing about. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so as I said, we'll have uh, we'll have Carl on that podcast. Uh, um, we'll reach out on social media to get some questions in from you guys. Anything you want to ask of him around transfers. And um, yeah, good to be back in the saddle. Heskiff, Albert, oh, thank you very much. Been on safari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't go in saddle. You go in like a really big fucking four by four type thing. Gets oh, very bumping. Mm. Yes. And then you see a caracal. You ever seen a caracal? You know what that is? Fucking, I didn't know where it was. I was like, what the was fuck it is that? Cara what? Caracal? I don't know, no. it's like a fox cat or something. I don't know. I'll tell you what I haven't seen. You're just bucket. making animals up now. I haven't, I haven't seen a palace goal in fucking ages. I want one of them. Cool, you've got to go deep, deep safari for one of them, mate. <laughs> I'll tell you what you did have to go deep safari for. In Cape Town, there is a winery called Pig Casso. Pig Casso. And there's a fucking pig that paints. Fuck. That sounds great. They, it, it holds the world record for the most amount of money received for a piece of art done by an animal. They 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 sold a painting for twenty one thousand quid. The piece of art done by an animal. I mean that's a small the I obviously pig, haven't seen John Philippe Mateta's go against fucking Everton. Mate, the pig has the two the toothbrush, the paintbrush in its mouth and it selects colours off of a palette. Like yeah. And then paints on a canvas. I'm not sure. There's a documentary about the pig, apparently. I mean, you don't need the documentary. All we, what we should have done is a video recorded this podcast. Yeah. Terence has just done a very, very good physical... Imp- if you can't imagine what a pig looks like trying to dab some paint on a brush at Terence on some sort of social media, he'll reenact it for you. I'm basically the Jim Carrey of physical acting. Yeah. He's got his little curly tail out and everything. <laughs> Yeah, look Picasso up. I did ask if he can play up front as well, but they didn't seem to know what I was talking about. Oh, I also, so I, I also on the fourth attempt gave up asking South Africans if, if they knew Kagashe the Gashmi was. <laughs> no, no. no, but we can introduce you to Picasso if you want. <laughs> uh, it's during the 72 minutes of trying to get the TV on. <laughs> no. A coffee stand, really? coffee stand. There was these guys asking me what my palace top was, and I was like, "Well, you must have heard of Kagusho Dagashri." And they're just both looking at me like, "Oh, <sighs> the guy who passed the ball to Shabalala in the twenty Oh, Shabalala, I know him. Yeah, he was one, literally one touch away from greatness <laughs> in South Africa. Mind you, I was there. The Afcon was on, and no one gave a shit in South Africa about it. Couldn't find a single person who cared. I couldn't get the TV working, could they? <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, well. they could get it working for rugby, though, when they needed, funnily enough. Yeah, I bet. I bet. But anyway, this was a long protracted thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a few days, and until then, <laughs> up the palace. <laughs>